morning, I'm going to deal with the vision and the blessing. The vision and the blessing. Some things I've never seen in Scripture. There'll be some revelation for you this morning to help you understand. So when God made man, He gave him the ability to control the earth. We're teaching on vision and the power of vision. We're not talking about earthly vision. We're not talking about your, your personal goals. We're not talking about you making your trip overseas. We're not talking about you losing weight. We're not talking about your new car. We're talking about a heavenly vision. A heavenly vision is what God gives to a man for the people. It's to lift the curse off from people. When He gives you a vision, it is so that you can prepare for what is coming. This vision was given to us, to me, 18 years ago and more. And we saw trouble coming. I didn't see the depth of it the way we sing it now. Our generation is in trouble. But you will never ever be able to can accuse God of not, of knowing, being all-knowing and not providing. You will never accuse Him of not going before you and making sure that you get yours and you are preserved. You will always have a Noah in the atmosphere, even though you've never seen rain before. You will have a Noah in your midst that will build an ark for over a hundred years. And it's never seen rain because the God that you serve will always go before you and He will provide Him. You will never enter into a famine without God giving you a Joseph that will go before you and wait 17 years with one conversation, hold a dream in his heart so that the people can be saved in a time of famine. That is the God that you serve. Someone's going to shout hallelujah. The God that you serve, you can never accuse Him of not taking care of you. It's not like God did not see COVID coming. It's not that He didn't know about ESCOM. That's why you were raised in South Africa. Why? Because of the anointing and the vision and the power of the blessing that is on you. God put you in His kingdom because the kingdom was made for hostile environments. So when God made man, He gave him the ability to rule and control the earth, not people. He created a man and gave him the ability to rule over his circumstances. Two amens. You don't believe it? I'm going to give you scripture. I can tell you why people aren't saying amen. It's because you can see by people's mess that they're in, that they're missing something. They're missing something. People are blaming governments. Our communities are looking for politicians to solve the earth's problems. The problem with the problem is this. That no one's going to the one who created them. When we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you're praying for a, another government to come and solve your problems. You can't go to the same government that gave you the problem and ask them to solve it. The mind that created the problem hasn't got the solution. We need help from another government Everybody say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
That's why Jesus, when he came, the government was upon his shoulders. He brought in a brand new government. You cannot solve a problem on the same level it was, it was created. The problem with even the governments is that no one's going to God and ask him what was his original intention and how this thing works. Someone once put, I mean often people put on there and say, look, I just wish that God gave us a manual when we came to the earth. He did. You're just not opening up your Bible. Let me show you what the manual says. For the many people that want to go to heaven and find peace, and just, you know, then everything's going to be okay. Psalms 115 verse 16 says, the heavens, are the, Lord, the heavens are the Lord's heavens. Even the heaven, the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, He has given to the children of men. So that tells you, if God wanted you in heaven, He would have made you there. God made earth, created order in the earth, and placed you in the earth, so that you can control and manage its resources. The problems in the earth is because men are trying to solve the problems in the earth with the one, without the one who made it. So we've run to denominations to solve the earth's problems and we've made things worse. Because no denomination can solve this generation's problems. All the denominations coming together. All them that, you know, I belong to a certain sect. It has no power to solve this problem. You need a kingdom. That's why Jesus didn't bring another religion. He brought a kingdom. When Rome was in, in charge, they let the church play their game. Make your sacrifices, but we in charge of the government. The king out of Rome will control this place. There was a huge problem when Jesus was born and the wise men said, there's a king in your environment. Because no two kings can stay in the same environment. If you come unannounced as a king into my environment, it only means one thing. It means war. And you've not realized it yet that you are in a war. Because you're not in a church, you're not in a denomination. You are in a kingdom that's unshakable, unstoppable, and uncursable. Jesus brought in a kingdom. That's why you're in the fight. And if you think there is a neutral place and a demilitarized zone that you can just, you know, put out your little white hanky and say, don't touch me, you are part of the devil will eat you alive. Oh, I'm just a nice person. It doesn't work like that here. Because he is a bully. There are only, there are, there are only two kingdom, kingdoms in operation here. Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. When you get born again, you get translated out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm ahead of myself. Let's get back to the beginning. Why are we not ruling the way God said we should rule? We're being ruled instead of ruling like God intended. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 please. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Can you see the fight in the, in the schools? Please pick it up right here. You understand the identity with your children? Here's the problem right here. Let us make man in our image. All they're attacking now is the image. 
show you the power behind it. If you want somebody to get into a place of dominion, or if you would function as the devil and don't want somebody to get there, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Image has got to do with the class. Likeness has got to do with the ability to function in the earth. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them, all the ladies say amen, not let him. And in your marriage, not let her. Sit up, say cop. No. Let them have dominion. Not over people. Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That means you've got dominion over creeps. And everybody on social media said, Amen. You know those creeps that get into your, that, your private, that guy. Oh, that crazy woman. Hi, creep. <laughs> That's what it means. The Lord knew about your social media inbox. So Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was there. Let us. Let us make man in a class. And let them have dominion. Verse 28. Then God bless them. I'm dealing with the blessing and the vision. God has got an intention for man in the earth, but he gives him the original software. Adam doesn't go to UJ and he's not applying to go to Tux. He's made in the image of Almighty God and he's getting a download from heaven. Because he's made in the image of Almighty God. And so his, his download is like a Neo in the matrix that goes into a certain place and says, what do you want, Neo? I need guns, lots of guns. I need to learn how to fly this machine. Zzzz. That is Adam. That's God's man. He got what we call revelation. For the majority of the world, they get, they need information. Because the original software and the download was the blessing. And he got it straight from God because it's called revelation. God speaks to him and Adam is able to function in the earth based upon what God said, not based upon what the world said. In fact, there was no other world. So God blessed them and God said to them, please write that down, the blessing is communicated. God was not, uh, when, when you bless somebody, you are not, he, he empowered them. The blessing is an empowerment. When you come into a church, ah, let's move past this one. I'll come, we'll come. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful. Not a suggestion. And multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Then dominion will be the output of your life. You will rule. You will rule. Not over people and the like. So God gave you dominion over the earth. Now watch the, the, the flow. But without fruitfulness, be fruitful. Multiply, fill the earth, subdue, and you will have dominion. So watch. 
When you find somebody ruling in life, go back one, you will find that there's something in their lives called fruitfulness. God gave you dominion of the earth, but without fruitfulness, you are limited in fulfilling your dominion mandate. Fruitfulness is critical to dominion. That's the reason why you cannot ignore no-impact people. A nation can count the number of prisons they must build by the number of school dropouts they have. An unfruitful person attracts curses. A fruitful person attracts the blessing of the Lord. Don't you ignore unfruitful people in your life. You deal with that boy that says, I'm done with school and I'm lay here on my backside. You rip him up. My mother pulled me out of bed. She said, you done with my trick, my boy? Here we go. Pull you out of bed. You go and find yourself a job because you're not going to lay on this bed. Your parents are quiet. You com- you, you're going to command the blessing of the Lord upon them and send them out to become fruitful. Congratulations on all our matriculants. Where are you? Stand, 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 stand. You've come through matric. Where are you? Where are the sons? There's my daughter over there. Years and ah, come on. Uh, they made it. Come on. Glory be to Jesus. Michelle, where's your son? Where I missed you. Oh, he's in there. Yeah, come, come. Just run around here. Just, just yeah. yeah. That's all you do. So every. This is an advert for the girls. Stay away. Run, 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 run around. Amen. He's done it. Amen. You've got to be deliberate about fruitfulness this year. Everything that you're busy with. Jesus, he comes to a tree and he curses it. The owner says, give me one more year. He says, supposed to be fruit on this tree. There'll be fruit on your marriage. There'll be a fruit in your business. There'll be fruit coming from your life this year. This is the year of God's release. You're not going to waste the anointing. You're going to walk in the blessing of the Lord. Everybody said amen. So the key to fruitfulness is what everybody's missed. It's a simple word. Then God blessed them. And then he said, he's commanding and he's demanding something from us. Not because, it's only because we have something on us called the blessing and the church and the majority of people have missed it. What is the blessing? The blessing is heaven's operating system working in the earth that made made man fruitful, that gave him the ability to rule the earth. People jump over the blessing. We've been so used to it, the devil made it such a common word. You sneeze and God, oh, just, just bless you. You understand the power of the blessing? You understand how it works in the earth? God blesses them and He places heaven's operating system upon them. It is today, you need to know this, this is the original operating system. Man needed the software to progress and to walk in dominion. It's God's blessing that was on him. It existed from the beginning of time. So what is the blessing? The blessing is an empowerment. Please write that down. Here are three things you need to know about the blessing and note the words because it will empower you on many levels. The blessing is the covenant of God that overrides the curse. We'll speak about the curse right now. Where's the curse come from? It's in scripture. Number two, 
It is the anointing of God through which divine favor flows. Number three, it is the power of God at work to produce, reproduce, and progress. That's the original software. That's what God put on him. So you can have a brand new computer and power it up. But until an oper operating system is loaded onto it, it will never function the way it was intended. So you can have a brand new child. Here comes the baby. But until that child is empowered, they get to function out of a system, an operating system that God never created. Because there are two operating systems happening in the earth right now. I'll give you the, 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 the scripture. Computers or even your cell phones are made specifically to run or on certain software for it to work. This should free people. You'll understand that there's something that people are missing. Even though they love God. It means that you can be born and breathing, but until you load the blessing, the operating software into your life, you will never function as the way God intended. So God says, let's make man in our image and in our likeness. Image is class, likeness is function. Do you understand why the people are not functioning? Because they're missing something called the blessing. So Genesis chapter 3. And I want you to see the difference, the connection between the blessing and vision. Now the serpent, so God loads him with a blessing, tells him, look, the blessing is on you. This is the Garden of Eden. Make the whole earth, fill the whole earth with the blessing that's on you and be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Turn all the places that looks like, like, like a wilderness, turn it into the Garden of Eden because now you have the software. I'm empowering you with the blessing. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made and he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. God didn't say you can't touch it, woman. Don't add extra words. Lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You shall surely not die. Watch the attack. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and your image will be better than God. What's the attack? The attack is your image. You will be like God. She did not know that she was already like God. And anytime you try to change the image of a person, they're never going to have dominion. You wake up every single day with your, your neutral gender. And every day you decide, am I a boy, am I a girl? Imagine that you live like that for, the, for 80 years. Never functioning in a place of dominion. Back and forth every single day. Am I a boy, am I a girl? Which way do I go? That image, that's what the enemy would attack every single day. That's what he's doing in the schools. That's what the arguments are all about. Oh man, you know, just whatever you want to do. And the devil is smiling. Laughing at this thing. 
Because the church doesn't have a revelation of their identity. Everybody say, not here. So she's already like God. They're getting a download from God. They've got all the provision. Adam's got his assignment. There's peace. Watch now. He's targeting. Your eyes will be opened. She's seeing into the heavenlies. They're watching what God is doing. Because the blessing on them is connected to the vision that they see. When you come into the kingdom of God and God begins to give you a vision and then He helps you understand the blessing, He's wanting you to join the dots of why the blessing works on some people and why it doesn't work on other people. Because if you make up your own vision, then the blessing you don't need. Have a look. Next verse. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, see the vision? And the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. Watch. The vision, the heavenly vision, Adam's in the earth. God says, I want you to see, you see what's happening in, the, in, in heaven? And now on earth, make the connection that you have heaven on earth. Stay looking at what I have with the animals and watch how I do life. And then you make sure that you and I are connected, Adam. Don't, don't let go. And don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what I'll put on you, Adam, is the operating system that, makes, that brings heaven to the earth. And the day they ate of the fruit... The disconnect between heaven and earth took place because Adam didn't know anything in the earth that would even make him look like he was naked. When the disconnect takes place, all of a sudden they look into the earth only and now they must go to clear water to buy clothing. This is the first suit, a three-piece suit. Adam has to dress themselves because now they are naked. But here's the thing. The blessing is removed. Both of them are naked. They make covering for themselves. Please move forward quickly. And the, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. How many people are still hiding themselves from the presence of the Lord? Why are you afraid to worship the Lord the way you should? You were made for His presence, man. You were made to connect with God. You were made to hear His voice. You were made to feel His presence. You were not supposed to go through a song list. You were supposed to bring heaven on earth. You were supposed to bring help us connect to God. You were supposed to be a worshiper by yourself. You can't come up here and sing songs if you're not worshiping at home. Stay home. But when we come in here, we need the presence of the Lord. Somebody needs a connection. Someone's about to break the curse from their lives. Your family and your home. Teach your children not to come to church. Teach them how to know that God is here. Let them feel the anointing. Let them sense the presence of God. Don't you allow them to go into religion without knowing that they have the presence of God, that that's what they must pursue. God's in original intention that man and God be one. It's healed in Christ. And so God asks now, where are you? It's not like he doesn't know where Adam is. Adam fell from a level God never created him. He fell into another class. 
And man is still falling. That's why they come up with these crazy ideas in the schools. The sex education program curriculum. I'm hearing in, in the room when they needed to do some voting. 95% of the people were Christians that said yes. The ignorance is on levels, man. I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid and, and because I was naked and I hid myself. Why are you hiding from God, man? I watch the only people that are afraid to speak about their sin or confess it and say I'm doing wrong are people that don't know about the blood of Jesus. Because there's no other answer. I've got to hide. But when you come to Christ and because of the blood of Jesus, you can confess your sin. And He's faithful and just to forgive you. You don't have to hide from God. Where are the people in this church that understands that you can be naked and not afraid? You can be naked with your wife. You can be transparent with people. You can open up and don't let the devil have the final say. Come on, somebody in this church. This is not a religion. This is a kingdom with transparency and integrity and the presence of God and the love of God. I'm allowed to tell you what I need to tell you and tell David, you the one that's sinning. And David could fall on his face and say, Lord, cleanse me of all sin and of all unrighteousness. Who told you you were naked? Huh? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you shouldn't eat? Then the man said, the woman you, whom you gave me to be with me, it's always the woman's fault, eh? She gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this you've done? The woman said, the serpent. The first thing about understanding responsibility for your sin. Don't blame anybody. Here's the person that walks in dominion. The Lord said to the serpent, you know, she blames the serpent, because you've done this. The reason why the devil could steal the systems and build a kingdom of darkness is when the Lord spoke to him, he didn't blame anybody else. Watch. The person who takes responsibility rules. Not my fault. Eve's fault. Eve, not my fault. The devil's fault. And do you understand how many people are in sin and struggling in their walk with God, but because they would never own up and say it's my fault. And so they blame the devil, yet it was their decisions. Look at your neighbor and say, don't blame the devil anymore. Say, oh no, no, say, say it this way. Say, I will not blame the devil anymore. Say, it was my sin, it was my fault, and I'll, I'm going to help you say a word that you never said since you were born. Say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say, I'm sorry. Your wife never heard you say that. Because the moment I say I'm sorry and I apologize, I take responsibility for what the, my mistake. God then gives me the ability to now rule over my sin. Rule over my mistake. 
walk in victory and peace because I made a mistake, but I'm able to go and rule over it because I took responsibility. That's why because of the blood of Jesus, you can walk in victory because Jesus went to the cross and when you say, Lord, I'm sorry, all of a sudden here comes the presence of Almighty God to restore you. I don't know why I'm preaching on that. I'm so way off from what I need to be saying. Holy Ghost, help me. So the curse enters in. He curses the serpent. He says, uh, verse 14 says, So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you've done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat the dust all the days of your life. So the curse enters in because of sin. You're dealing with two kingdoms now. The kingdom of darkness operating under a software that walks with, built on a system that is, that is demonic, that's built on deception. And many people, even born again people that love the Lord, are still bound by the system. I submit to you today that the enemy was after nothing else other than the blessing. For the first time, you're hearing the word curse. God never cursed man at the beginning. All you know is that he is blessed. So because of Adam's sin, when you get born, you get born into a cursed system. Government, education system, media, the whole system is cursed. But Satan built it. How do we know? Jesus, during the time of his fast, Satan comes, offers him the kingdom. If you worship me, I'll make you the CEO of what I built. Media, arts and entertainment, education, religion, government, business, education. Did I say that? All seven mountains. These are the pillars. He says, I built this thing. I built Hollywood. I built every education system. Every child that is born is born under a curse and into that system. And the only way you can reverse it is to get born again. And when you get born again, you come under a new system. And the system is called the blessing. Because that system is cursed. Are you hearing me? That when you come in under the kingdom of God and the blessing begins to work. Now here's what becomes really important for you and why we're speaking about, and I'm going to have to end soon, the power of the blessing and the vision. What, Ad, what the first Adam lost was the blessing. He was absolutely useless to God without this operating system. Because the blessing and the vision was connected. So why did Jesus come? Jesus never came to take you just to heaven but to restore the operating system of heaven in the earth. Jesus never came to just take you to heaven, but to get you to function with the correct operating system in the earth. The operating system is called the system of heaven. It is called the blessing. Watch. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. So God has to work with this blessing, and you know that God puts this blessing on Abraham. He puts it on Abraham. In fact, the Bible speaks about Noah first. Because God's about to destroy the earth. He puts it on Noah. Noah finds grace in his eyes. 
in the sight of God. And he begins to build this ark. Then God goes and finds a man by the name of Abraham. He's, he's in Genesis chapter 12. I want to go into that, but I need to make sure that you get the scripture before we leave here today. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. When you get born again, that's the only way you can escape the curse. That's the only way you can break from the curse. The blessing, please write this down, is an empowerment to prosper. The curse is an empowerment to fail. I'm watching people that are born again, love the Lord, and even they, they belong to the kingdom of God, but they're confused. They don't know how to function. They, they struggle to put two saints together. They don't know how to get their lives together. It, you, you know it looks like they're still under the curse. What is the problem? Let's just go to what, how this blessing comes upon every one of us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Can somebody thank the Lord that He became a curse for us? I think we're going to do a little better for Jesus this morning, really. You didn't come for entertainment. You're going to clap your hands really loud and strong. Come on, He became a curse for you, man. He became a curse for me. I'm thanking the Lord this morning that somebody's curse is reversed in this place. That God's about to do something in someone's life that you will know like you know the blessing of the Lord is on me and I'm going to function the way God called me to function. The curse is reversed. Shout amen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the what? That the operating system that the operating system that you can function out of a different operating system it's called the blessing the blessing of the Lord it's the covenant of God through which divine favor flows it's this blessing that overrides the curse in the earth you cannot escape the earth the curse, the, uh, the, the curse in the earth without the blessing of the Lord upon you so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. You are a Gentile, or you were. You were saint and you found now in Christ. So God could make a way through, through the church that you can partake of this blessing that He brought into the earth. It's not just for the Jewish people, but the blessing is on you. Come on, somebody. You have a Jewish big brother, but He made sure that when they cut and the sword pierced His side, He birthed His church. The blood came out of there. The water came out of there. And whoever is in Christ is no longer cursed. You need to shout amen. You need to know that the curse cannot touch you. The blessing is on you That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith Verse 26 please For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus For as many as we have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ There is neither Jew nor Greek There is neither slave nor free There is neither male nor female For you are all one in Christ And if you are Christ's. Then you are Abraham's seed and is according to the promise. Watch, let's go to Abraham. You're not going to be blessed. Say, I am. I want you to understand the blessing. We're going to just introduce it a little bit. It's vital that you understand the blessing. You might not fully comprehend it this morning. 
about everything concerning the blessing. But you can enjoy the benefits of electricity without fully understanding how it works. Well, when there is electricity. But you can enjoy it. You can also enjoy the benefits of the blessing without fully understanding how it works. Now clap your hands. Clap your hands this morning. I walked for the first time into Dr. Winston's office and we had lost the church and I'm sitting behind him I'm sowing some seed. I said, Lord, what, I, what do I say to this man? Just let him just pray for your business, for, your, for the ministry, man. Lost the building. He gets up from there and he uses his words. He lays his hands on our heads and he says, the blessing will make right everything that has gone wrong. We're standing here because the blessing will always take you to the top. The blessing knows what to do. It's an empowerment. Proverbs chapter 10, listen to what it says in verse 22, please. When you are operating with the, uh, the operating, the original operating system, the blessing of the Lord. When you see somebody traveling the globe, when you see them in their business class tickets, on their flights, functioning in hotels, functioning out of a system, you seeing the blessings. But it is the blessing that produces the blessings. When you find somebody that is operating and saying that God can cancel a, a legal deal in two days and then put you in a house in the same week, that is the blessings. That means there's something on that family. Please write this down. The things that nobody sees is producing the things that everybody wants. The blessing is like the wind. When people see the trees are blowing, they say, oh, look at the wind. You lie. You can't see the wind. You can only see the effect of the wind. When the blessing is on you, you know, you look at somebody's life, you can't really tell that it's on that person. But you're going to see the effect of the blessing on that person's life. You need to begin a shout and amen in this church. Because the blessing, when it's on you, it will make right everything that has gone wrong. It will give you the power you're looking for. It will give you the ability because, you see, when God gives you vision, it's out of reach, but it's not out of sight. That's what vision is all about. I'm saying this one more time to all the business people. It is out of reach, but it's not out of sight. What gets you to bring it to from where it is to here or to take you from where you are to where it needs to be? It's called the power of the blessing. It is the vehicle through which you must move because the blessing connects you to the vision. So you have a desire to be a multimillionaire. God's not going to give you the money because you just desire it. God's going to make sure that you are connected to a vision because when you are connected to the vision, the blessing is activated and the blessing will take you into the place that God has got for you. Shout yes. That's how you break the curse in your life. Let me tell you about the blessing. It is so powerful. That once, once Noah's built the ark, he builds it with the dimension, 40 days that thing can float. While 40 days of rain have come, that thing can float. 
everybody else dies. Because the blessing gives you strategies, wisdom, insight, and you will not fail. It's called the blessing. Here's what's powerful about the blessing. When this thing is done, and, Moses, and, and Noah's built this thing, he starts to now, God says, in, in Genesis chapter 8, uh, heaven and earth will remain, um, you know, heat, uh, cold, night, day, uh, seed time and harvest. He empowers Noah. And Noah puts this vineyard up, and Noah starts drinking. The, power, the blessing is so powerful. You can get drunk on it. And you think it's you. Still turn the kerk. Keep it. Keep it. Until I'm done preaching. To help you understand that if God blesses you, why should He? Why should the blessing be on you? If it's not attached to a vision. Because when the, ble the blessing is so powerful, the sons got cursed because they walked in on his nakedness. Because when the blessing is on you, it is for a purpose. Hmm? Let me tell you how powerful this blessing is. That if God, if you detach yourself from the vision, God has got to dial down the blessing. Because that blessing is so powerful, it will kill you if you are not attached to a vision. That's why he had to take the blessing of Adam and Eve, throw them out of the garden, because the vision was lost. People brag about how good they are and what they can do. The anointing's all in the house. Oh, I got my promotion and here's my business. And then, I mean, just a few years later, they come, that apostle, who does he think he is? Let me tell you about your apostle. God will take 60 years to raise a man just to see. And put the blessing on him. Not for me to run around. To make sure that I communicate the blessing onto you. Because as long as you... My, my role. Tithes and offerings are given. My number one role is to make sure that there's vision in front of you. That you begin to see what God sees. And anybody, even though you are blessed in Christ... Even though you've been redeemed from the curse, you can still look like somebody under the curse because you refuse to connect to the vision of the house. When God asks you to sow in the vision, it's not so much about us. It's to activate the blessing in you. You know you're blessed. You know you're blessed with every spiritual blessing according to Ephesians chapter 1, right? You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Why is it not working in many people? Because they're detached from the vision that God gives in our house. So God will tell me, drop your business, drop everything there because where we're going to, all I want you to hold is the vision in front of the people. You see, you look around you, you'll find need from the parking lot that you're complaining about. And how hot the church is, why don't you fix it? Ooh, I better get quiet here because, oh Jesus. You break the curse over your life when you connect to a vision. Because now you've activated the thing inside of you called the blessing. And when 
the blessing was for the people that were journeying, man. When those people came to curse them. The prophet said, I can't curse these people. They're on a journey. Let me tell you what people that are doing nothing. The devil don't need to curse you. You're feeling the effects of the curse all the time. The people that the devil has to try and curse are the people on the move. Are you on the move in this 2023? You better be on the move with the Lord this morning. You better be saying, I'm going to sow my seed. I'm going to build something for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to keep on moving forward. And I'm not going to disconnect from the vision. I'm going to operate with kingdom revelation. I'm going to bring my family with me. We're building an ark, Noah. We're going to make sure that our families can come in. Your business will be blessed this year because you are participating in the vision. And that is my sermon. <laughs> because that is how you break the curse over your life. It's not that you are, that you are not blessed. It's that it looks like you're still under the curse. Because why would we communicate blessing to you? Let me end this. God's operating system is in the earth. People just didn't know it. The blessing brings wealth, brings prosperity, brings ideas. Go make right. Everything that has gone wrong. Huh. I'll give you this. Then we, at least I've given you a bit of substance. Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, please. Anything you're toiling under? Businessman, businesswoman? Those that are attending Joseph Business School, please, you need to see me. We need to connect you to the vision. Because I need to raise up business people. We're starting. It's a nine-month program for all. Everybody wants to get into business. Get your thinking right, man. The blessing of the Lord is so huge. It's on you. You can't tell me you're starting a little spaza shop. What are we going to do with the spaza shop? Just for you, us for it, no more. To make sure you get some eggs. Come on, stop it. Kingdom business is big business. Come on, I said kingdom business is big business. Even though you're not functioning there, shout Amen. Say, I'm coming. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. That he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Now watch, Jesus comes operating in the blessing. The curse is in the earth. The curse is connected to toil and sweat and struggle. That from today you're going to struggle, Adam. And when you start to produce something, it will come with a curse. You're going to sweat for your stuff. And yet Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 lets you know that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. The Bible, another version says, it brings wealth. And it adds no sorrow. There are some people that, have, that are rich, but it's come with sorrow. You got your money, but how can you be broken in your body? Your marriage is not working. You don't like God. You don't like the church. That's sorrow, man. That's just sorrow. You can't even sit, you can't even enjoy your blessing. Scared to let anybody know that you got a bit of wealth. Scared to share your stuff because you're concerned about you just consuming for you. That is wealth worth sorrow. People accumulate things worth sorrow. Come to the end of their days and they say it's rubbish. And then you have to hand over that beautiful house that nobody sat on that beautiful couch. Because no children mustn't sit on that couch. Oh, just stop it, man. 
Go and pull out the, when you, when you break your fast. Go pull out the finest china, man. And say you're worth it. Because I'm royalty. And we're going to fix this thing. Who are you saving it for? Someone special. I am special. Let your neighbor know I am special. Let's get back to our message. You're under a curse when you can't enjoy what you worked for. That at the end of the day, you can't enjoy with your family and people know that God's been good to you. You know, can you stand to be blessed? It's very, very challenging when you start to speak to people about, you know, the blessing because, I mean, people start to speak about you and say all kinds of crazy stuff. I say, like, but we are, we're not reading the same Bible and we're both born again. Are we not in the same Bible? I just activated the blessing. It wasn't just a word. I started sowing into the blessing. I started sowing. I started moving. I started building with the blessing. Because when the blessing is on you, it makes you rich. You don't make you rich. It's an empowerment. Go to Abraham, Isaac, Jake, Jacob. Go to Joseph. You'll find that the blessing had to be passed down in every generation. Because it's an empowerment. Have a look. They saw, they, he saw two boats. So people are pressing Jesus trying to preach. They saw two boats standing by the lake. But fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. That means we've tried the system here. That's toil. Our Peter's operating in a, in a demonic system. Then he got out of, got into one of the boats, which is Simon's. Look now, look now. God does nothing without a seed, without love, and without faith. Peter's business is there. Jesus trying to get his word across. What does word give you? Faith. It gives you faith. He's preaching. He says, Peter, I'll, I want to show you something. Give me your business. Because when you put the kingdom first, let me use your business. Let me use some of the prophets. Let me use your structure. He begins to preach from there. Get into his boat. Asked him to put out a little bit from the land and he sat down and told the disciples from the boat. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, watch the words, we have toiled all night. Toil has got to do with the world system that is demonic. That you're struggling to make a living. You're struggling to put two cents together. Every month, it's a struggle. It's a toil. That is the world's demonic system. And we come up still with nothing, even though we struggle the whole night. The business still not working. Nevertheless, because you've given a word, you can't move outside of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Look at his unbelief. He said, nets? Peter says, one net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. I please want you to see this. We've stopped by preaching about this here. And you say, oh, God's going to bless you. Watch, watch, watch. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Look at the power. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. 
they now see the blessing in operation. Don't miss it. Here's the next verse. Verse 10 is what you must focus on. Because here's the connection between the blessing and vision. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with, with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you are hooked into my vision, which is for men. From now on, you're going to use your business and the blessing because we're going to go after the people. My vision is for people. It's for the lost. It's for people that don't know me. Your vision, your house, your blessing is not for you. When it's disconnected from the vision, then you've lost the blessing. This is the problem with your business, businessman and woman. You thought it's about you. That's a curse. You keep dialing up that blessing and trying God, where, where, where? God's saying, make a simple vow to the vision. And come with me to go and catch men. Go and save people. Use your boat. Use your business. Use your car. Use your house. Use it to catch men. You're going to clap your hands right now. The vision and the blessing. My time is gone. Oh my God, help me. I'm newly born again. I'm staying in the south. Regent Spark. I made that decision because I wanted to away from all the crazy Christians and the Muslims that walked in my house whenever they wanted to. Put on praying, praying hands. On one week, the next week, the rakams go up. A crazy house. And I wanted to go so far from the family that you had to take Patkos to come and visit me. Crazy nuts! Oh, we bless them. But nobody's explained to me why. Even the Christians can't explain to me why I should be a Christian. So please don't tell me you're born into a Christian home. You must be born again. Don't tell me you were Catholic. More than ever, you should be born again. So we moved to the south and we get this house. I bought it. I'm working for a company. I buy a little house. We're happy to have our own house. It's a little, but we, we, we got peace at least. I then get born again from that house. We start attending Raymond Church. I now start asking God to now guide me to the house that he has for me. Because I need to be near the church. I'm tired of traveling from the south every day to go to church. I got no pity for people that say, oh, I've traveled all the way. You're from Clearwater. Shut up. Shut up. Traveled every day and sometimes two services in a day and sometimes the whole week with services. So don't complain to me about traveling. I got no pity for that nonsense. Put some effort in. Get some, make some sacrifices. Oh, yeah, money, whatever. So we decide we're going to look for this house. The God, God blesses us with a house that's way beyond what we could afford. My whole testimony I've shared before. Here's the thing though. We come to this house 24 years ago, phenomenal. 
And the people are coming there that have been born again for many years. And I'm walking around with my arrogance. Where's your faith? I mean, you people are born again so long. So where's your stuff? The Lord says, I've got you. You thought that this house is for you. You thought when I bless you with this thing, it's for you. I, I, I go to Bible college. As I walk out of Bible college, I go into a home cell. The same time, the church is in trouble. The home cell leader, well, the woman that, that house, house does there, she says she's leaving Rhema, and she goes. And the only other option is they need to come to my house. The Lord says, now I got you. Because the vision was for my kingdom when I bless you. There's a connection between your house, the blessing, and the people. You're going to give Jesus some praise this morning. Because I am telling you, when God blesses you, there's a purpose for the blessing. It's connected to a vision. When the house came, I then had a home cell. I then started the church from there. We've always used that house. People will come in there day and night. They need desperate. A woman runs into my house with a baby dying in her hands. She's in her gown. She says, he says she, I was a home cell leader. She says, you need to pray for my baby. The child's lips are turning blue. Take the child, lay my hands on this baby. And life comes back into this child. And the mother walks out in her gown, thanking God for all that he's done. Because the blessing is connected to the people. The blessing is connected to the vision. If you have no heart for people, there's no way God will turn up the dial of the blessing. No way. I've watched people that want houses, but the houses are empty. Bragging and nobody even wants to come and sit with you because of your nasty self. We started the home cell from there. It ran for years until it looked like a church. Then I started the church. I, the, God said, you know, starting this church, I fight God around this thing. God says, you're going to start this church. I said, where? I need a band first. You say you got two hands, right? I say, yes, sir. What about the venue? He says, a double garage. Clean it out, paint it, fix it. I'll send the people. You got a Bible? Preach. We put up a CD there on a broken computer. And we started singing. And the thing that you got with me, that I can walk into a place and can tell you there's no anointing in this place. That's the problem you got with me. Because I can watch when somebody's going through the motions. Because I was raised up on the anointing. I can tell you when somebody's outside of the will of God, disconnected from the vision, does this going through the motions. I can tell you. I can tell you why you broke. I can tell you why your marriage is not working. I can tell you why your life is not coming together. I can tell because God has raised me up this way. I've got to know that the anointing is there. And then I started in that double garage until the cops came to that house and said, please, the neighbors are complaining every Sunday morning. The cars are everywhere. You need to go. And then God opens up a new place for us and he puts us into a school. But until I used my house, my boat, and started blessing the Lord and let God's word come from my boat, there was no way that I could walk in the blessing of the Lord. Don't you disconnect from the vision. There's a real reason why the blessing dries up. Even though you are blessed, 
Anytime you give yourself to the vision and you make sure that the vision moves forward, God's going to make sure your house moves forward. Because from now on, you will catch fish. You'll be fishers of men. Stand to your feet and give Jesus the greatest praise, man. No, stand to your feet and shout and give Him praise. No, come on, man. Do better than that this morning. Come on, do better than that this morning. Come on, thank the Lord for vision this morning. Thank Him that you can see. Thank Him this morning that He's here. Thank Him that He's moving in our midst. Anytime you say, give me mine, you end up in the world system eating with the pigs. Give me my portion. I disconnect from the house. You end up with the pigs. You're nice and strong, right? While you were here. Until that fire goes out where you are. And you're only left with is twinkle toes that you were so happy about when you, when you were here. Well, it's actually knick-knack toes anyway. Please close your eyes, bow your head. I want to know and that the Holy Spirit this morning will speak to you. What is your connection with the house of God? I haven't gotten through half my sermon to let you know even how Jacob got in trouble even though the blessing was on him. And for 20 years, Jacob, because God gave him revelation of of the house of God. He wakes up and has a dream and sees the ladder, angels ascending and descending. He sees the revelation of what God is doing. He promises God, I'll come back with a tithe and I'll bless you. But for 20 years, he's away from the house. Even though the blessing is on him, he's disconnected from the vision. And he's in toil, and they're deceiving him, and his wages have been changed 10 times. You can have it on you, but be far from the vision and never get what God has got for you. Never. And the devil will deceive you because the blessing is so powerful. When Jacob came home and he brought his tithe and he honored God, all of a sudden his life changed. His family changed. Because even though the blessing is on you and you're born again, until you say yes to God and His vision, you're not going anywhere. The devil will deceive you. You must be born again. Let the Holy Spirit convict you this morning about what your connection is to the house of God and how much the house means to you. Because the house holds the vision. You hold the provision. But it can't be activated in you. You don't even know how wealthy you are until you said yes to God. And the blessing comes upon you. And you participate and partake of the vision. And God blesses you and your house. I pray for everybody that is disconnected this morning. First of all, from God. Secondly, from His house. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom. Unless you're born of the Spirit, you cannot enter into this kingdom. If you do not know Jesus Christ, the once you did, and you're far from Him, and you need to make right to the Lord this morning, you know that the Holy Spirit's convicting you. Your heart's not right to the Lord, and you want to make right to the God on any level. To be born again, or even just to connect to the vision of the house, and make a fresh vow and a commitment to God. This is your moment, this is your time. Please lift your hand, and I'll pray with you. People are praying for you right now. Lift your hand high, and I'll pray for you. Lift it and say, I need to make right to the Lord this morning, Pastor. Come on, lift that hands. Lift that hands. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Come on, lift that hands. Thank you. Hands are going up. Come on, lift up those hands. God is moving. Let me help you. Let me help you. How do you know this is God? How do you know God's speaking to your heart? 
your heart feels like it's pounding. It feels like your heart wants to jump out of your chest. And you feel like God is speaking to you. That's what it feels like. Now you know I told you. If that's you, lift your hand. I want to pray for you, please. Just lift your hand. That's you. I know there are more people. More people, but it's okay. If it's for one person this morning, we're going to pray. Sir, can I pray for you? Please come forward. I would pray for you. If you can move forward, your hands are lifted. Should have lifted your hand. Just come. Just come. Come on, be bold. You need to clap your hands this morning. You need to encourage the people this morning. Come. Come. They're coming. 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 You got to help me. Ask your neighbor, can I help you? We're going to go together. Let your neighbor know we're going to go together if you need to. But I'm going to take you there. Come on. Praise the Lord. This is a holy moment, man. People's lives are at stake. A simple prayer can take you out of the kingdom of darkness and bring you into his marvelous light. Pray this after me, please. From the bottom of your hearts, pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Wash me of my sin. Give me a brand new start. And let me live for you. From this day forward, I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the kingdom of God, sir. God bless you. My pastor's right here. Just for two minutes, I want to remember your name. And if you don't have a pastor, I'll be your pastor. I'd gladly be your pastor. Just for two minutes. Just for two minutes. Let's receive an offering. Please be seated. Genesis chapter 14, verse 14. Listen to me, businesswoman, businessman. I'm not entertaining any other thing. I want to know where is your heart concerning the vision of this house. Not for me. For you. Abraham's got the blessing on him. It's an empowerment to, to prosper. Abraham has got the blessing on him. He's busy with kingdom business. Abraham's not just getting rich for nothing. He has a heart. He makes Lot his family. They're making so much of wealth around them. Lot, he says, look, Lot, no strife. I want to say this for anybody operating under the blessing. Strife is a blessing blocker. Abraham's got the blessing on him. Lot's getting blessed because of Abraham. Abraham says, look, you take left, I take right. You take light, right, I'll take left. But there'll be no strife between us. Go whichever way you want to go. Do whatever it takes in a season to get rid of strife. Everybody shout, no strife here. So when Abraham heard that his, so Lot goes, he sees it's greener, walks in the direction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now he's captive. They come back and bring back word to Abraham about what happened to Lot. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So he's got these orphan boys, they're 318, they don't even come from his own loins. 
He just empowers them with the blessing. You're quiet. I can, I'm watching sons that have no fathers, that never had a father. I'm watching them coming in here and I put the blessing on them, work with them, and you're watching them taking over. You don't believe me. He divided his forces by night, against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods. When the blessing is on you, you're going to find the goods. You like that? Read with me. And also, his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the woman and the people, because the blessing is going to make you rich, but the people are connected. It's not just the goods, it's the people. It's not just the people, it's the goods. I'm going to stop right here until you're going to thank the Lord and put it in your spirit that it is not just the blessing for the goods, it's for the people. And the king of Sodom went to meet them in the valley of Shava, that is the king's valley, and after his return from the defeat of Shaloma and the kings who were with him, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. This is the reason why you are in covenant with God. This is the reason why you get born again. Because when you're doing business at the end of your contract, whenever God blesses you, we see people's inheritances being released. We see people coming into new uh, avenues of resources because it's the year of God's release. And they're coming back with a tithe and they're honoring God. Watch this. Because when you come from the battle and the contract has been won and the money is in your account, your first stop is not to go to Edgar's. Your first stop is before Melchizedek, king of Salem. You go to Jesus. He's your high priest. And he's got vision. And he gave you the victory because the blessing is on you. And what do you do? You go and honor him. The, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. And he was priest of God most high. And he did what? He blessed them. He blessed them. And said, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Then the tithe came. You don't tithe to be blessed. You tithe because you blessed. He got blessed first. He responds with the tithe. You activate the blessing. Here comes another king. Two kings will always meet you after your paycheck. One is from the kingdom of darkness. One is from the kingdom of light. Listen to what I say to you today. Everybody tithes. You're either bringing your tithe or the tithe is taken out of your account. Wherever you go first. King of Salem. King of Sodom. King of peace is a wicked system. The king of Sodom also comes to Abraham. He says, look, give me the persons. The only thing that the, king of the, the kingdom of darkness can give you is goods. He wants the people. The kingdom of darkness wants the people. The devil can give you a car and a house, even 30 pieces of silver, Judas, if that's what you want. 
But the thing that is after is the people. This is the year we're coming after souls like never before. Because the blessing is on us. We're going to build structures for the people. We're going to save our children. We're going to have the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray for them. We're going to allow the presence and the power of God. It's not just the goods. It's the people. He says, I'll give you goods. Give me people. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, come on, where are all the business people? Raise your hand. I have raised my hand to the Lord. God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. Come on, you're going to say it loud with me. This is your prayer. That I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap. That I will not take anything that is yours. Lest you should say, you made Maxwell rich. You're not going to come back with a testimony and say that you empowered me. No, the blessing is on me. I'm taking nothing from you. You need to thank the Lord this morning that the blessing is on you. That you will walk in victory. That the power of the blessing is in this place. No, clap your hands and do better this morning. He says, you're not going to walk around and say you empowered me. If I keep my integrity and I walk with my God, the blessing of the Lord upon my life will make rich and will come with no toil. Stand to your feet this morning. I want to pray for you. We have to receive an offering, but I want to pray for you. If you made a vow before God this morning, just know something. That favor will take you further than your salary. God has brought you into a new system. The system doesn't function as money being the number one thing. The kingdom is first. And all these things shall be added. Father, I bless your people. Thank you for their giving. Thank you for their generosity. Father, that you will show yourself strong on all those that are tithing across the globe, that are giving into this vision, that you're gonna, their testimonies will be real. I bless them today in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen and Amen. Let's receive that offering.
let me release you from the service. I will be doing an anointing service next Sunday. We'll anoint all the families, the businesses. We'll have one service for that. Wednesday night we are teaching. The Amalekites will not torment you this year. You're going to remain strong in the Lord. You will walk in the blessing of the Lord. You will experience God's goodness wherever you go. Clap your hands like you are a believer. Hands lifted. The Lord bless and keep you. Cause His face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. You will forever walk in the favor of the Lord. You will never sit under a curse. You will never be broken. You will always be built up. God will teach you to profit and lead you by the way that you should go. A fresh wind of God's Spirit is beginning to blow this week. Dreams, visions, that God will counsel you in the night seasons. But from this day forward, you will only progress because you are in the kingdom of God. I bless you. You are preserved and you are protected from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. We bless you in Jesus' name. Let's go rejoicing this morning. We love you. If you need prayer, we are here for you. Amen.